Hello, everybody, and welcome to INE Live. My name is Brian McGann. I'm the director of networking content here at INE. And uh, today we're going to be talking about our new Juniper, uh, Juniper content that we have available for uh, learning paths in our uh, platform. We're going to talk about the uh, videos that we have available, the quizzes that we have available, and then also talk about uh, the new lab environment that we have uh, for those of you that want to get hands-on experience with the Juniper Technologies. And joining me today, I have my instructors, uh, Keith Bogart, uh, Peter Kaluzny, and Rohit. So uh, Keith, if you want to say hi. Hey, everybody. Good to see you. Welcome to our Hello, show gang. today. Welcome. Peter? Hello, guys. Welcome, everyone. And lastly, we have Rohit Partisani, who is our expert professional level instructor in uh, our new Juniper Technologies joining us today. Um, okay. So I wanted to talk about uh, what is the new content that we have available uh, today on my.ine.com uh, for uh, Juniper, talk a little bit about the Juniper certifications. I think most everybody uh, here is a little bit more familiar with the, uh, the Cisco certifications in terms of CCNA, CCMP, CCIE for networking. And we're going to talk a little bit about how those correlate to the uh, the Juniper uh, level certifications and what materials that we have available uh, for that. So uh, as usual, we will be fielding your questions live. So please feel free to type in and uh, join the chat if you uh, want to start your question with a cue so our uh, moderator, can, moderator can help to pull those out. We would appreciate it. Uh, but otherwise, let's go ahead and get started. Um, Keith, I would like to start with you. And uh, what can you tell us just a little bit about the, uh, the JNCIA, the, uh, the JNCIA Junos, and where that falls in terms of the, the overall certification uh, paths that, that Juniper has uh, available today? Sure. Yeah. Great, great question, uh, Brian. So, uh, you know, a lot of vendors, Cisco, Juniper, follow a similar format when they have more than one certification that they're offering is they start with some baseline certification and then from there they build on that. So for those of you who are familiar with Cisco, you know, they've got the CCNA, which has topics across, you know, wireless, wired networking, security. And then once you get your CCNA, then you can branch off to like higher level certifications. Well, Juniper is no different. So they have one baseline starting certification, which is the JNCIA-Juno certification. And that's where you, that, that certification starts like the CCNA pretty much that you know nothing. So they teach you networking from the ground up, the basics of networking. And then of course, because it's Juniper certification, uh, you're expected to learn some of the basics of the Juniper architecture and some platform characteristics and certainly uh, Juniper's command line and how their command line works to do some of the basic things like routing and, and security of firewalls and things like that. So the JNCIA Junos is sort of like the starting point of their certifications. And then once you get that, you can move up to the, the higher level certs. Great, great. Thanks, Keith. Um, and Rohit, you've been working on two other portions of the uh, the learning paths for Juniper uh, for INE, which are the JNCIS and the JNCIP. Is that correct, Rohit? Yes, that is correct. Uh, if you look at the Juniper certifications, there are different tracks available. There's the enterprise, there's the service provider or security. At this point of time, I was working on the specialist and the professional for the enterprise track. 
So what we've actually done is created the whole curriculum as per the blueprint of Juniper, and we've made videos and quiz questions and labs for both those certifications. They're pretty similar to each other, but the basic difference being there's more lab oriented in the professional versus the specialist. Great, great. And uh, Peter, you've been working on the security portion of uh, the Juniper certification, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Correct. Uh, yeah, so the, the JNCAA SEC um, is an entry-level certification for the Juniper security path. Um, it is, uh, for those of you guys who are familiar with Cisco certifications, it is actually pretty similar to the uh, old style uh, Cisco's CCNA security. And I say old style because this certification no longer exists. It was replaced, actually um, included in that standard CCNA certification. But as uh, any other type of entry-level certification, um, it is, uh, as actually Keith mentioned, it's a pretty good starting point for anyone who wants to uh, start uh, their journey with Juniper. Um, because of the, uh, uh, the content, uh, the way that it is structured, because of the different mix of topics and also the, um, the level that they are um, presented, it's a really good starting point for someone who has no previous experience with Juniper and want to learn their um, technologies and solutions for security. Great, great. Thanks, Peter. So, Keith, you were talking about uh, the fact that for the, the entry level, the JNCIA, uh, there's uh, testing on some of the theory of networking, but also the, the, the practical uh, implementation of the, uh, the technologies. Can you tell us a little bit more about what's, what specific technologies are, are covered in the, the, the scope of the exam of the JNCIA? Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I can do better than that. Um, let me share uh, Juniper's actual website with us. For those who don't know this website exists, I'd like to show you um, their website. So you can see here, if you just Google uh, Juniper JNCIA-Junos, you can easily find this. And just like Cisco has one for all their certifications, which gives a topics list, this gives a topics list as well. So if you just scroll down through here uh, under exam objectives, you can see it's broken out into uh, about five or six different sections. Uh, they start out with networking fundamentals, and you can see it covers, just like it says, the basics of networking. So you have to know the basics of Ethernet, IPv4, IPv6, you know, what's a VLAN, what's a collision broadcast domain, um, you know, what's connection-oriented versus connection-less. This is actually new. The, the previous version of the JNCIA Junos did not have this networking fundamentals part. So if anybody's familiar with this, uh, the older version, I think they changed over a couple of years ago, uh, maybe less than that, then this part would be new. Uh, but everything else has been around for quite a while. Uh, then you have Junos, the, the operating system fundamentals. Um, and so from this point on down, it's a blend of knowing sort of the architecture of the routers and switches, what do they have in common, as well as, you know, how to use the command line from the very foundational, you know, how do you get into the command line? What are the various options, you know, command line versus GUI and what's the differences? And then you just go through uh, some of the basics here. And then once we get back into theory, we get into routing as a theory. And at this level, routing is, is really simplistic, basically just, just static routes and real simple um, OSPF. Now, in our course, I include a little bit of BGP as well, even though that's technically not on the exam, only because uh, our lab tasks 
are a little bit easier if you know BGP. Um, and if you're familiar with Juniper, you probably know that Juniper got its start in the ISP space, in the service provider space. So when Juniper first came out, their equipment wasn't really designed for the home user or the enterprise user. It was really designed for massive routing in service provider environments. So, and that's probably still largely the case, although you will find it in enterprise environments, probably more Juniper equipment is found in service providers than anywhere else. So certainly if you are working on Juniper or you expect to work on Juniper, you're gonna have to know BGP. So that's why I include a little bit in our learning path, even though it's technically not in here, just a little bit, just a, just a bit. And then they finish up with routing policies and firewall filters, which if you're familiar with Cisco, this would be similar to access lists, uh, but they call it firewall filters. So these are the things that they cover in here and, and all of this stuff we cover in our learning path as well. So Keith, it looks like a lot of the, the technical topics are, are pretty, uh, similar along the lines is what you would see in in CCNA uh, you know that we've covered in in other variations of uh, videos and labs and stuff like that so as, as someone who's coming traditionally from the Cisco world uh, what would you say if I wanted to take the exam without ever touching the Juniper CLI like do you think I can get a, get away with passing this exam just by knowing networking itself Absolutely not. <laughs> I wish I could say that but definitely not um, so uh, I actually took the exam just last week, I think it was, or maybe the week before, uh, because I want to be able to tell you guys not what's on the exam, but have a little bit of experience behind my belt. And I, and I can tell you that uh, while there are some just networking theory questions on it, there were a lot of questions that were specific just to Juniper. Uh, you definitely had to know some of the Juniper architecture, like, you know, what's a routing engine versus a packet forwarding engine? What makes them different? Um, you know, what's the connection between the two of them? There are also a lot of questions on the command line. Now, while the, the JNCIA Junos doesn't have any simulation questions uh, like the CCNA does, um, it does have a ton of multiple choice questions based on the CLI. So if you don't know the command line, you wouldn't be able to get those questions correct. So you definitely need to have some time and experience on the platform and know the Juniper specifics of how to get stuff done in order to pass their exam. So Keith, we know that, uh, you know, obviously we could buy physical hardware, go out on eBay and, you know, order some Juniper routers and switches, but without, uh, you know, other than having physical gear, what are the options that the students can get some hands-on uh, access to the Juniper uh, Juno CLI to get experience on this. Yeah, sure. I can I can talk a little bit about that, and then I actually want to hand that over to uh, Rohit to give uh, more detail about it. But let me share something again, just real quickly here. So uh, what I'd like to share is what you should be seeing. Hopefully, there we go. Is our our JNCII Juno's learning path uh, that we have here at INE. So this is the top of the page. And then if you scroll down, you'll just see, you know, here's our, our courses to cover the networking fundamentals section. And then we have courses for each of the other sections. And so if you go into a course, for, so for example, if I go into the uh, configuration fundamentals, monitoring and maintenance course, you'll see there's a, a ton of videos in there. And then, uh, so this is a symbol for a video. Uh, this is a symbol for a quiz to test your understanding on that video. And then we have these lab tasks. So if you have the um, appropriate, you know, INEAP subscription level, you have access to these lab tasks where you can actually get some hands-on experience with the Junos command line 
uh, doing some of these things. And, and I'd like to turn this over to Rohit a little bit better because he's uh, he's got a great plan for demonstrating how these labs actually work. Yeah, so like Keith was saying, along with um, the uh, videos and the quizzes, all of the learning paths now include uh, labs for our new uh, web-based engine. And uh, Rohit's going to show us here is uh, specifically how that works. And then, uh, you know, what are some of the technologies that you can uh, get access to from a hands-on point of view using that system? Rohit? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited actually to show you this uh, demonstration because we've gone way beyond uh, what we used to have back in the day where we had rack rentals, you had to book a slot and then the, load the configs and then do tasks. But what INE actually has done is gone way beyond with um, making the lab available to you uh, whenever you want at any point of time, basically dynamic, dynamically building a topology to, for, for you to practice. So what actually INE has done is if you look at our core structure, let me in fact show you that. If you look at our core structure, maybe you go to learning paths and if you are from the networking domain, go to networking, you, here's where you would see all the certifications. So if you click on, let's say the Juniper JNCIS enterprise and the JNCIP enterprise course, you would see there are multiple courses inside that uh, certification. And let's say if you click on any one of the course, maybe deploying OSPF with Juniper routers, you would reach uh, this page here, where which basically shows you all the list of um, videos which is available inside that course. Now, what INE has done in, in the last few months is they've done we've basically made a course which is associated to a certification and within the certification within the course itself we have three parts we have the videos which basically tells you about uh, what what this technology is all about how it works and uh, i am actually demonstrating on live products so we don't really i don't really use um slides as such mainly for demonstrating so if you let's say if i click on any one of my course any one of my video in fact you would see that i'm, I'm actually pulling down live devices and live routers so if you scroll down here and let's say you move ahead you would see that i'm actually working on live products showing you the debugs or how it works how to configure stuff so knowing how to configure is basically learned through the videos the next thing that you would see is the quiz questions. The quiz question just helps you understand, okay, have you watched the video? Have you understood the concepts? So you basically watch the video, you watch the quiz questions. And once you finish the quiz questions, you would move on to the next task, which is going to be to actually configure things. Let's in fact go back and um, let's go to the lab section believe there's some feedback but anyway so when you go to the lab section when you click on start lab what you would see is that we present you with a workbook something like a workbook which has a diagram you can right click on the diagram and open that in a new tab so you can pull that to a new monitor there's going to be a task here which actually tells you okay what you're supposed to do 
So here it says all routers have been pre-configured with IP addressing. You need to configure routers one through six with OSPF area zero, maybe create some loopbacks, advertise them in area zero, maybe do some summarization depending on the task. So here we have a task. So think of this like an actual workbook, but the biggest difference here is that this task is asso associated with the video that you just watched. So imagine you learning something by watching the video, then you answering some quiz questions, and then you doing the lab on that video based on that video that you just watched. So, so here the advantage is that this lab is available to you whenever you want on demand. So the minute you click on, there would be a start lab button here. I've already started this because it takes about two or three minutes for it to populate. So what really happens behind the scene is INE dynamically builds the topology for you that matches this diagram. It loads the configs for you that matches this task and you can directly go and configure stuff. So if you actually go back to the environment, when you click on open lab, it opens a new browser for you. You don't need any VPN. You only need a browser to connect to our labs. And then this topology matches exactly what is there in this diagram what is there in this task. All you have to do is double click on the router to open the console. You would see the console here. Let's say if I open up router three, you would see the console coming here. You would see router three coming here. Let's go back and close this. So all you can do is just log in. Obviously the username password is given to you in the question itself. So the the biggest advantage that i feel is that this lab is dynamically available to you 24 hours whenever you want you don't really need to wait for a time slot to book a rack and then wait for that time because sometimes you actually get pulled inside a meeting i may have scheduled time for tomorrow to practice but what if i i am pulled inside a meeting i want to practice right now you can do that by starting the lab dynamically and clicking on that and the lab is built for you. So that's the biggest advantage that we have now. And we've done this for all our tracks, whether it's Cisco or even Juniper. Yeah, Rohit, that's definitely one of the big advantages, uh, I would say personally, is that you don't need to plan out your study schedule as much as you did uh, in the past with our previous uh, systems. Because like you said, you know, everything's going normal during the day. And then all of a sudden the network crashes and you get pulled into a meeting and then your, your study schedule gets broken up. So it's, it's definitely nice to have that uh, on demand. Uh, so I want to uh, switch gears a little bit here and go to some um, audience questions. There's a couple of questions that are uh, along the similar uh, theme here, which is uh, Jorge says, if I'm already a CCMP level engineer, should I still start with JNCIA or is there another cert that I should start with? And then um, there's another question. If I'm already an experienced engineer, what cert should I start with? Should I start with uh, JNCIA? I'm currently preparing for uh, uh, Cisco CCNA. So where would I start with in the, in, in the Juniper path? So I think the big uh, answer to this question goes along with the uh, the hands-on labs. And this goes back to uh, the question that I had asked uh, Keith is, can you realistically go into this certification exam, take the test without knowing the Juniper CLI, without having hands-on experience? And the answer is, is definitely no. 
So in my opinion, I would say even if you're at you know the CCMP or even the CCIE level, it would be good to start at the, the JNCIA Junos uh, level just to get used to uh, how the command line uh, works. Because uh, for those of you uh, that are already familiar with Cisco and then are also familiar with Juniper, uh, there is a huge difference in terms of uh, how the interfaces uh, work uh, uh, between the uh, between the two of them. Uh, okay, so let's see. We have some other questions here. And so Brian, let's talk. Go ahead. If I could just add one other thing to that. Um, one and you know this a pro or a con depending on how you you look at it but one thing that makes cisco different than juniper is you know with cisco certifications you know let's say that you already had a lot of experience with networking cisco does not force you to take the ccna if if you felt qualified you could jump right into taking the ccnp or even taking the ccie if you pass a ccnp enterprise core exam juniper is not like that. So if you actually look at Juniper's website, um, I'm not sharing this page right now, but for example, I'm looking at the, the JNCIP-ENT exam, which is like the next one up from the JNCIA-JUNOS. And it says right in there that the JNCIA-JUNOS um, was a prerequisite. So pretty much have to take that exam to be able to go on to the upper level exams, um, which like I said, pro or con, depending on how you view it. Uh, but you, you have to start there in order to move up to the higher ones. I'd like to add something to that too. Uh, just from experience, in fact, uh, I've been doing Cisco since 20 years. And when I moved to Juniper, I actually took the JNCIS exam uh, without actually doing, without learning. I mean, I did the JNCIA certification, but the JNCIS, I actually took that exam without actually reading much stuff. And I was just correlating Cisco to Juniper and I barely passed. I, I, I think the passing was 64, I got 65, just because I knew Cisco. So I was like, okay, you know what? How would Cisco behave in this? I didn't know the commands at that time. So I would really not recommend jumping the gun. You should go through JNCIA for the architecture part. You may have 20 years of experience, but you should look at the architecture part. Maybe you don't need to go through IPv4 addressing or the basic VLANs. You may know that, but you can go through the architecture part for the JNCIA and then move on to JNCIS. So Rohit, going along with that, um, what is the difference between the JNCIS and, and the JNCIP? They, they both kind of map to the, the CCMP or the, or the professional level that, that Cisco has. Is that kind of correct there? That is correct. So the Cisco has the CCNP versus what Juniper has done is they have one certification, which is the specialist JNCIS versus the professional, which is JNCIP. Uh, it's just one exam, one exam each. But the key difference topic wise, they're pretty much the same. They have overlapping topics. The key difference between the JNCIS and the JNCIP is more hands on. So they ask you a lot of commands, basically a lot of uh, syntax for commands. So you really have to know how the commands actually look, how they work. They'll probably give you policies and you have to go through the policies and see what's going to be the action. So you really have to know how to configure stuff. So specialist is more theoretical concept based. For example, there's a topic like BGP. It's more on, okay, how BGP attributes work versus in professional, you'll see more of 
there's a BGP attribute pre-configured, they'll show you the configuration and you have to look at the configuration and then decide the answer. Great, great. Thanks for that. Um, so we have another uh, audience uh, question. Peter, this one's going to be for you related to uh, security. The question is, I'm in cybersecurity. Will going for this certification be helpful uh, for me? So Peter, can you tell us a little bit about what is the uh, the technical scope of the security portion of the, the JNCIA? Yeah, so the, what Juniper um, did for this certification is that they generally focus on the on their flagship next generation firewall system, which is called um, SRX. So SRX is an equivalent. You can think of that as of an equivalent of Cisco's uh, firepower. Um, and that makes a large portion of the test of the exam with some other portions being related to more advanced security appliances and solutions uh, such as advanced threat protection and maybe centralized management systems and, and some others now there is certainly scope uh, overlap between the uh, cybersecurity and network security in general um i don't believe that um, uh, juniper has um, a makes this distinct um division between the uh, cybersecurity and network security like what Cisco does now. Um, mm -hmm. So there is going to be some overlap between these two um, um, IT areas. And it is a good uh, good starting point um, to um, just to get familiar with the Juniper as one of the vendors and their uh, platforms. Um, some of the theory is going to be is going to be obviously the same between these two um, areas. So it makes sense if you want to go for Juniper. Um, it makes sense to take a look at the uh, JNCIA SAC um, in the context of cybersecurity as well. Great, thanks for that, Peter. Uh, we have another question here. Do we need a networking background to start the certification exam? So I think uh, Keith, this one would be for you. In, in your opinion, when you look at the the JNCIA Junos learning path and and the CCNA learning path, like you said, there's there's a bunch of overlap between the the two of them. There, um, what other prerequisites or certifications would you say might be needed uh, before you get into that? Honestly, when it comes to the JNCIA-Junos certification, I don't think you need any prerequisites. I mean, it starts out from the absolute basics. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess the only I guess the only prerequisite would be, you know, if someone's worked, you know, as a shoe salesman for the last 20 <laughs> years and they've never touched a laptop or seen the Internet, they should probably get a little bit of Internet experience and computer experience first. But, hey, you know, if you're watching this show you have the prerequisite experience to start working on your JNCIA-Juno. So you're, you're good to go. So you would say, in your opinion, like the CCNA, it's a good starting point. So if I was to pick one versus the other, they still cover the same type of, of fundamentals of networking, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Great. Uh, there was another question about um, exam vouchers, and Keith, I think you had some information about this. That um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the actual process of registering for and, and taking the exam and, and so forth? How that works? Uh, yes. Yeah, so um, this is 
one of the benefits of taking the Juniper exams as opposed to the Cisco exams is that they're cheaper. <laughs> At least the JNCIA is. I think Cisco CCNA is like $299 and the JNCIA is $200, so 100 bucks cheaper. Um, but they do have on their website, so... Um, you know, they do, they do, and somebody I think in the chat mentioned this, that they do have their own learning videos as well uh, that you can go through. And if you watch each and every one, you have, you have to watch them from beginning to end, and there's like 50 of them or something. There's a lot. If you go through all of them, then at the very end, they have like a practice exam you can take. And if you get 70% on that practice exam, they only give you three attempts. If you get 70% or higher, then they give you an exam voucher, which reduces the price from $200 down to $50 to take the, the JNCIA-Junos. And once I did that and passed the JNCIA-Junos, I noticed that they then unlocked a similar ability to get another voucher for the next level up. So... I don't know if they do that for all of their exams, but they certainly do that for the JNCIA-Junos uh, exam. And one thing I'd like to answer, because there was sort of a question about this as well, which is, you know, somebody might be wondering, well, hey, if, if Juniper offers a bunch of free videos that I can watch and they have their own practice exam at the end, why would I subscribe to your service? And there's two, actually three main things I can think of. So number one, Certainly, we've been talking about the hands-on lab tasks, and that's something Juniper doesn't have. Um, now, Juniper does have something called a V-Lab environment, and if you've seen some of our other uh, Juniper courses we've created, uh, before we before INE came up with our lab tasks in a platform, we did a lot of our courses using Juniper's V-Lab environment, uh, using that as a demonstration, saying, hey, here's what I'm going to do, and then if you log in yourself, you can follow along with me. But there's a couple problems with their environment versus ours. Number one, Juniper's VLab environment is static, fixed. You can't move around links. You can't change the topology. It is what it is. And so if you're looking for topology and you say, you know what, to practice this, I really need five routers, but maybe they don't have a topology that's got five routers. They've only got one with three routers. You're kind of stuck in that regard. Whereas in our lab tasks, first of all, our lab tasks are finely tuned for a particular video. So if you're watching a video on OSPF neighbor adjacencies or BGP peering or something, the lab task will be tuned for what you just learned in that video. And then secondly, our lab tasks are based in a GNS3 environment and you can modify the topology if you want to. So if you want to go above and beyond what the lab task is asking you to do and practice something more advanced or try breaking something and see what happens, by all means, you can do that. But, you know, the, the V-Labs, in Juniper's website, you can't. You're stuck with what they have. So that's one big benefit of going through our learning path. Uh, the second thing is, you know, one thing that we as INE instructors are well known for, whether it be myself, Brian, you, Peter Rohit, is that we go above and beyond just teaching you the technology of here's how this works. If you configure this, this is going to happen. You know, we're very good at explaining why we, why would you want to do this? You know, what benefit do you get from using this feature or protocol? over this other feature or protocol? Where would you use this in real life? When, in what situations might this feature or protocol maybe not be appropriate or maybe actually cause some problems that you weren't anticipating? So you get a lot of that practical experience through our learning path videos that you're not gonna get from theirs. And then lastly, there when you're going through their videos in, in their learning path, um, most of the videos end with, with quizzes 
but their quiz questions a lot of times are just like one or two questions and our questions are much more in depth and our quiz questions a lot of times we have more quiz questions than they do so i think all of that taken together makes going through our learning path a superior product than what they have but you know like i said the one benefit of going through theirs is that you get that exam voucher at the end which reduces the cost of the exam and that that's a nice thing to have great thanks for that keith yeah i, I definitely see the advantage of having uh, the video and then the lab task right there so you can keep your focus on you know whatever you're you learned in, in theory watch our demonstration of ospf or bgp or ethernet switching and then be able to apply that right as a you know a hands-on lab task uh, while you're you're you know in that mindset of that particular technology mm -hmm. uh we have another uh, question here from the audience what was the motivating factor behind producing so many new juniper uh learning paths uh, so I wanted to field this uh, uh, or ask this to everybody here, and uh, I think in, in my opinion, uh, this goes along with the diversification of uh, equipment and solutions that you would see out there in a, a practical network today. That, uh, you know, as a, as a true network engineer, you, you don't want to necessarily pigeon your, pigeonhole yourself into only learning one particular vendor solution of how to solve a problem where when you get into a, a real world deployment, uh, you might find that, you know, not all those boxes out there are running uh, Cisco IOS. So Ro Rohit, what would you say? I know you've been working with Cisco for a very, very long time and, and the, the Juniper uh, focus, in, at least for us, is, is relatively new. But what would you say to someone that is, uh, you know, either just getting into the industry or kind of in the, the middle of their, or their career would you recommend uh, learning the Juniper solution and the uh, the Cisco solution? I mean, learning Juniper from the start is much easier than learning it once you know Cisco, because you always start comparing with Cisco. Uh, but yes, like you said, that nowadays companies don't really have one vendor. You'll never find you just having Cisco products. You'll you'll probably have Cisco routers, Juniper routers. You'll have uh, maybe ASA firewalls. You'll have Palo Alto. You'll have Checkpoint. You'll have multi, it's basically multi-vendor. That's the main reason why, as an engineer, I would want to know different technologies, different vendors, how it actually works. See, BGP is BGP. 90% of it is still going to be the same. The only difference is going to be how BGP works on Juniper versus how BGP works on Cisco. So, so you knowing the technology and then knowing the vendors gives you basically an edge. In fact, that's one of the reasons why we also did some courses on cross-platform. So in fact, I have this on my screen here. I did a course uh, pretty recently uh, I'm not sure if you can see my screen, but uh, yeah, I did a course on deploying BGP on Cisco and Juniper routers. The main reason I did this course was because again, from an enterprise network or even a service provider environment, you'll have uh, different platforms from different vendors. And that's why I wanted to do this course where we have BGP on Cisco and Juniper coming in together. Because again, from a theoretical perspective, if you see BGP is BGP, right? But uh, if you look at Cisco, Cisco has IBGP AD value of 220 for eBGP versus Juniper has 170 for both. So that's, that's a few differences between Cisco and Juniper. That really helps you from the certification perspective, but knowing how to configure it on different platforms really helps. Great, great. 
Keith, what what would you say about the the multi-platform, uh, you know, learning to know both the Cisco side and the Juniper side? Yeah, well, I, uh, as both you and and Rohit have said, you know, I've. I'm assuming that the vast majority of people who subscribe to INE and watch our videos are either doing it because they want to become network engineers moving from a, some other type of role, or they want to advance their career or maybe stay as a network engineer, but move to a different company or something. And, you know, if you look at any uh, job posting for a network engineer, 99% uh, of the time, those postings are requesting people to know all sorts of different things. You know, very rarely will you see a posting that says, we only expect you to know Cisco and that's it. Um, so certainly you're only increasing your potential value as an employee if on your resume you can say, hey, I know Cisco and Juniper. You know, those are two different platforms. So right there you show that you have the ability to learn and that you know different things. Um, Another sort of side benefit to this is, you know, like like Rohit was talking about, you know, if I only know Cisco and like he was talking about, let's say I only know BGP in Cisco world and then I go work for a shop that has Cisco and Juniper or maybe Cisco and something else. I might be taken by surprise and things might not be acting the way I expected to because different vendors have different defaults and values for different things. So I might be expecting, for example, BGP to act a certain way because in my Cisco only labs, that's the way it's always acted. And all of a sudden I get into an environment where, oh, wait a second, uh, the best path is not this direction over here. It's choosing this direction over here. And, and why is that? Well, if you didn't know that, you know, Juniper has different route preference values than Cisco's administrative distance values, you would have no way of predicting or troubleshooting why your paths are different than what you expected. So certainly knowing those differences are useful. And then a third thing that I thought of is, you know, a lot of times when you're preparing for a certification, what you learn is limited to the scope of that certification, right? I mean, Cisco has so many features and so many things, no one person can learn at all. And yet when I was studying for the, the Juniper stuff and I found out that, oh, this Juniper device, you know, you can do this on it. And I thought, wow, that's something completely different and unique that I've never learned about Cisco. It made me think, does Cisco, can Cisco do something like that? And it made me go off and, and study something to see if Cisco had a feature or command that was similar to what I was learning on Juniper. And so that made me actually a better Cisco engineer because now I was researching something that I never would have researched if I was stuck within the confines of reaching, researching for a, a certification. So there's a, a lot of potential benefits of learning more than one platform. Yeah, Keith, I think that's definitely a great point, you know, to be a more well-rounded engineer that, uh, you know, both sides can definitely help you get where you want to be, whether it's, you know, for your career goals uh, or for, you know, your certification goals. It's, it's definitely advantageous to be able to look at it from from both sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, Peter, I wanted to ask you about in terms of uh, security. I know that security is one of those fields that there's so many different vendors out there and uh, you know, there's not really necessarily one name like Cisco or Juniper or you know, Palo Alto, whatever out there that, that really has a, a, a product for every possible you know, security solution out there. So in, in my opinion, I would say it's, it's definitely advantageous 
um, you know, to know how the different um, security vendors work. But uh, Peter, from your perspective, how would you compare like this, the Cisco firewall solution to the, the, the Juniper firewall solution? Um, yeah, Brian, so you're right. Um, actually, some, some vendors pretend to have a single um, super versatile solution that they claim is going to cover all your needs, but this is, <clears throat> this is uh, generally not the case. So this, uh, this area of networking changes so rapidly that um, a single vendor is, is not always able to come up uh, with, uh, to cover all possible cases or possible threat backers. And um, one of the main principles that um, people follow in, in the area of network security is known as the fence in depth, which means that you generally want to rely on more than one security element uh, for a given threat backer. So it, it makes sense to um, use multiple vendor appliances to avoid possible issues with software bugs or other um, less predictable problems. Now, in terms of the, uh, the, the Cisco and Juniper uh, firewall solutions, I would say that these are both uh, next generation firewall systems. So Cisco's uh, Firepower and Juniper's um, SRX, um, they have a lot, a lot in common. Um, they go far behind stateful filtering, offering stateful filtering capabilities, and they, they, they offer much more than that. And actually, I noticed that, that a lot of uh, features, security features that uh, Cisco offers, you can also find them um, in the Juniper's portfolio. So these are actually uh, quite similar in terms of uh, capabilities. Now, obviously, there are going to be some differences um, feature-wise. Uh, I'm not saying that every single feature you will find on Cisco's Firepower, you'll be able to see it on, on the SRX. But... Um, the main vendors like Palo Alto, like Checkpoint, like the, the Juniper's SRX and Cisco's uh, Firepower, these appliances are uh, all uh, pretty solid and um, uh, pretty much up to date with, with the today's uh, Fred landscape. Great, great. Appreciate that, Peter. Um, so if anybody else has any other questions, feel free to continue uh, to type those in. But uh, that's getting pretty close to us about wrapping up our uh, discussion for today. So I want to thank Rohit and Keith and Peter for uh, joining me today. And uh, again, the new Juniper Learning Paths are available right now on my.ine.com. You go to networking and then learning paths and you can see uh, the JNCIA uh, Junos, which is authored by Keith the JNCIE, uh, JNCIA uh, Security, which is authored by Peter, and then the uh, specialist and the professional, the JNCIS and the JNCIP that is authored by Rohit. So uh, for any technical questions that you have on uh, those courses, we're always happy uh, to answer those. You can get in touch with us through email or through social media, through LinkedIn, through Twitter, uh, et cetera. And uh, of course, this video will be posted on our uh, platform as well as a, a recorded video if you want to go back uh, through it to see any of the topics that we were talking about. But uh, otherwise, I appreciate everyone coming out today for our live discussion on our new Juniper learning paths. And I hope to see everybody back here soon for future INE Lives. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you.